Hello, hello, everybody today. Well, I got notoriety. I got, uh, this is, this, uh, Revolution One Delph Radio, uh, part of the Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries, my new name. Uh, this is Mickey Arrow, star, and I'm making an announcement. <laughs> I got recognized by the Judicial Watch. Interesting that they should sign on to me and, uh, post my posting on Instagram, which was odd with their posting, um, as being a number one syndicate. It's an honor. Um, I welcome many of my viewers that are like Lisa Haven and some of the others if they're listening. I'm not a proud person. I don't usually do things like this, but uh, I will call out pastors. I call out certain media especially uh, influencers, podcasters, uh, talk show hosts. I call out Masonic rabbis, Nazarite rabbis. I call out any religious leader or any religious affiliation, apostolic, otherwise I call them out. Prophets, I call them out. Uh, this will be the, uh, I will do a call once a week up until the end of the year. Um, and I will continue that call. I'm calling you back. We need to fight. Um, things are getting hectic. I read last week, I read a Bible verse and then I read my stance with Biden. I'm a feminist, but yet there's democratic feminists saying that I need to go to a concentration camp. Well, I got news for you. I'm not going. Never will, never shall. Um, I play the music Celtic women the call because it's important. 
that you listen to the words of the call because it's the Father using these women to convey a message out of the Bible. I'm not going to read uh, Revelations 21 tonight. I'm going to read something different. We're going to start a new, I'm starting a whole new series. Uh, Esther and that will come later. Uh, right now, I've got to take you through the holidays, which will be tomorrow. Um, I'll be reading it. New ship called the Virgin Galactic coming in. Uh, but we will be doing commentary lessons from standards lesson commentary uh, for this year, August and September. Um, it's not easy, but I'm going to take you through it. Uh, I have a total of seven Bibles, eight Bibles I use myself. I've got that many more on hard drive that I use as a Nazarite, high priest, Meha. <laughs> I'm also a rabbi or grandmaster, and then also a minister, and I'm planning to get my pastoral license starting in January. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that, where I'll go to Ron Parsley's Valor, or I'll do it privately, but ever how I do it, I will get it. Um, I'm getting a lot of posts from everybody right now, uh, but it's an honor to be on Judicial Watch. Um, that is a Republican syndicate. To be picked up and people listening to me on Judicial Watch, it's amazing. I had one other social media outlet pick me up just recently. So it's a big thing for me. It's an honor, really, for a little ministry like me. And I mean little, um, I don't have, per se, an outlet that I preach like and most and some of the others. I, I do it all from home. I do teaching, private teaching. I welcome Gentiles as well as Jews um, of any faith. Um, but I will give you my stance on how I view. I believe that we should honor the Father with our heart, with our whole heart, mind, and soul, and that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are to honor these commandments in our hearts because he writes about our mind and so forth. Uh, heart and mind. I don't take the stance that many say that the Torah is not needed. It is very needed in today's society. It's a way of teaching and instructing. It's a way to build life because the word, or in this case the Torah, is a tree of life. It teaches us how to be uh, holier. In this case, Yeshua or in Christian circles, he's called Jesus the Christ. We call him Mashiach. Talking things. He was Jewish. I come out of the same lineage. I teach the same way he taught. Um, it's a foundation principle. And a principle that will stick for me the rest of my life. Uh, my thing is real busy. People getting a hold of me. So, we are going to go into our new session. Um, that will do very much. We, as I said, if you want to get the book, you can get it at any Bible store or online. It's the International Sunday School Lesson Series from Standard, um, best-selling annual they use. I use it to study. Now, this is 2021, 2021, 21, uh, let's see, 2021 and 2022 Lesson Series. So we are going to go for the first lesson, and we're going to read what... Uh, celebrating God's all about. 
um, we're not going to go into the quarterly glance. I'm going right into the session. Um, we'll be covering Celebrating God, Justice, Law, and History, God's Free, and Redeems, and then the Partner in the New Creation. So the first talk we'll be doing is from Exodus, as Praising with Music. So what does it mean to praise with music? I am a, I have a prophetic calling. I'm a prophet here at one of the local churches I go to. I'm an intercessor. I've not been totally ordained by them, but I am ordained on my end through other means necessary. And my gift focuses on the fact of music. I like music. I'm a savant. I do music. I have a lot of times I can listen to the music and the father actually talked to me through music in my mind. People for years have thought I'm crazy. I'm no longer crazy. I'm letting go. I'm telling the truth how he works with me. He works many ways. Uh, so I'm still small voice, but for me, my conduit is my music. He conveys what he wants me to know through the Davidic way of communicating. So our devotional starts in Exodus 15, 11 through 21. We're going to read that. It says, who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majesty of, in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Now remember, in Hebrew culture, he was called Yah Yahuwah or Yahweh, or there was many forms during that time period. But Adonai sticks out as Lord. You stretch out your right hand, and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Remember that. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall on them by the power of your arm. They will be as still as stone until your people pass by, Adonai, until the people you bought, brought, bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Adonai, or Lord. Um, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary that Adonai, your hands, established. The Adonai reigns, or Adonai reigns forever and ever. And then it goes on to say, uh, let's see here. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord, or Adonai, brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry land or ground. Then Miriam, the prophet. So there's your first woman prophet. I take that stance. There's a total of 35 different women prophets. Not all the books are mentioned. Um, she was a Nazarite. Aaron's sister, also Levite, took a trembrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with trembrels. And dancing, Miriam sang to them. So you got to remember the culture I come from has dancing and music. That's how we worship. Um, it's a way of 
vindicating. I don't throw my point of view on my brothers and sisters because I know how they are. Especially Pentecostal, I'm apostolistic. That's why I'm a Nazarite. Most of you Nazarite Jews, what few they are, there's only a few hundred of us are apostolistic. Uh, we follow the same creed as Peter and Paul and others that went into the faith. Now, um, okay, so our next scripture, which is the background scripture, is Exodus 14 1 through 15 21 which we're reading now. It says, Sing, O Adonai, for he is highly exalted, both horses and drivers. He has hurled into the sea. So, there we go. That is the ramifications of what we'll be doing. So, <clears throat> the, uh, the unit one is God's people offer praise in unity. This is lessons one through four. Uh, the lesson's aim is after participating in this lesson, each learner will be able to describe the events that caused the Israelites to burst into spontaneous praise. Explain how the events fit on the timeline of God's continued care for Israel with attributes and or actions of Yahuwah or God today that parallel those of the text. So we'll be looking at an introduction that we'll do very much tonight. We'll do lessons A and B, and then we start, uh, which explains the sequel to um, the uh, study of the lesson. Uh, so here's our outline of the lesson. It says introduction, part A, the rescue in the sequel, and part B, the lesson's context. Number one, song part one, Exodus 15 through 11 through 19, God's premises, God's power, the nation's fear, the promise of Israel, and unintended consequences. Then part two is Exodus 15, 20, and 22, which is Miriam's example, the exaltation of God, of her worship. In conclusion, we have intact prayer and thought of remembering. So... This is what we're going to be. How do I say men, women, children, whatever you want to do? This is how I want to structure most of my sessions, much more advanced. I'm using this book as a guideline. Um, but we're going to go through this and go from there. So I'm going to take a five minute and I'll be right back. Tu 
on Biden. So we are going to continue with B, the lesson context. Long before the exodus of 1447 BC, Yahuwah had promised Canaan to Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. That's in Genesis 13, 14 through 15, 26, 3, and 28, 13. 
The fulfillment of this promise seemed to be in jeopardy when Jacob and his family moved to Egypt because of the fam uh, famine in Canaan. Still, Yahuwah, or God, worked through Yosef, a son of Jacob, so that the family could have all its needs during the year of the famine. That's in 41, Genesis 41, 53 through 54. Over the centuries, the Israelites witnessed significant leadership changes in Egypt from native Egyptians to foreign intruders and then back to Egyptian again. These intruders are sometimes called hykerites or shepherd kings, but the word more likely just means foreigners who ruled Egypt. This caused the Egyptians to develop an even greater dislike for shepherds compared to Genesis 46-34, something that became very significant in the history of the emerging of the nation of Israel. So remember, Egypt went back and forth, uh, and that's how they developed this mindset in Israel about shepherd kings, or Malekha. Finally, there came a new king for whom Joseph's reputation meant nothing. Exodus 8.1. The original favored Jacob, Israel, and his sons experienced change into servitude and oppression. Measures were taken to subdue the people and slow their populational growth. After the Israelites spent 430 years in Egypt, that's in Exodus 12, 40 and 41, the who or God was ready to act to fulfill the promise in two, uh, Exodus 2, 23 and 25, that's Moshe. It was during this time that Moshe was born. It is well known that he was adopted by the princess of Egypt, but he had to flee Egypt at 40 years of age after killing an Egyptian, that's Exodus 2, the age factor for which events is found only in Acts 7, 23. Forty years later, Moshe encountered the Lord in Sinai or Adonai. Yahuwah called Moses to lead his enslaved people away from Egypt and the promise of repeated, repeated in Exodus 3, 8, where Yahuwah worked through Moses and Aaron or Moshe's brother to bring about nine plagues that devastated Egypt. The tenth plague took the lives of all the firstborn, except among the Israelites. Remember that. At that point, Pharaoh expelled the Egypt, uh, Israelites from Egypt, that's Exodus 12, 31, and 33, and had been 430 years to the date since Jacob and his family entered Egypt, that's 12, uh, Exodus 12, 40, and 41, as Yahuwah's people left Egypt, they were reminded again their destination was Canaan, and that's Exodus 13, 5, and 11. Pharaoh, however, changed his mind and decided to bring his labor force back to Egypt, that's Exodus 14, 5, and 8. The Egyptians pursued Israel to the edge of the Red Sea. It seemed that the Israelites were blocked by the sea. And the victory of the Egyptians was assured. 
Yahuwah uh, had another plan, or God had another plan. The Israelites crossed the Red Sea safely after the water parted, but the Egyptians drowned when they tried to follow. Yahuwah of Israel was superior at any of the fictitious gods of Pharaoh. The crossing of the Red Sea was pivotal in the history of ancient Israel. The enslaved, the slaves were free beyond reach of Pharaoh. The uh, Moshe and the people responded by bursting forth with joyful singing in Exodus 15, 1-21. It goes on to say, the printed text from this lesson concerning their song, the first song in history of the new nation is a song of rejoicing because of victory that, that Adonai had obtained for the people. We noted in the passing that there is a minor different difficult difficulty in finding the appropriate design, destination of this song. It is something called the Song of Moshe and Miriam compared in Exodus 15, 20, and 21, or a song of Moshe and Israel in 15, 1. The song of Moses already existed in Deuteronomy 32 and 31, 30, which introduces the chapter that follows as a song of Moshe. So the next few days we'll be going over the song of Moshe, or God being celebrated in worship. Um, it's going to be interesting because we're taking it from a Jewish perspective rather than the general perspective. Now, the third half of this is talking about Maiden. Um, I'm using the first half of this with the call out. There'll be two calls going in here of the Celtic women. I'm, I already did my first call, so this is it. I'm going to say have a wonderful evening. May God bless you, keep you. And may his hope shine upon you, for he's the king of the universe, Yahuwah, Shua. Um, he's the father, um, and I'm very fanatical about that uh, in a Jewish context. Uh, it's the son and the father together, but they're one entity, they're one and the same. So, um, and I believe in that. I believe in my salvation, my Jewishness, and whatever. I say pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Pray for the peace of our nation as people. We should pray for that. I'm not going to bring in the current government. I don't agree with that. I like our former. But I will state we're not to worship a man or rely on man. We are to rely on God. Uh, Trump is a good man. He's done what he can. But I'm not going to say I'm going to sit and he's the all that he's something that he's not he's trying we've currently got uh people in the government trying to throw him out uh they're saying he's not president but he is technically with the insurrection act as long as that's in there he's a president so we have technically two presidents we have one that's not legit and one that is in office right now holding it and they're trying to destroy it but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, I don't elaborate on that thing because I don't. Trump's a good man. Okay. To a point, he does have a bold statement. He is my brother in Christ. Um, but I will say that 
one day we will have a king above all kings, and even Biden himself will have to answer to that king, whether he likes it or not. Uh, reminder, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I recorded some of what was going on in some of the later uh, epitaph. I do tell you that I'm not going to be doing too much reading this week. I just want to rest a little bit, and then we'll go into the foreshadowing and all that starting next week. I did part of it this week. I got a new book I want to look at. It just came in the garage, so we'll be looking at that. Um, so there's a lot going on Monday through Friday up until about 6, sundown. Um, I'll say Shabbat Shalom to you since it's Friday. And you have a wonderful evening, and may God bless you. There will be a Saturday reading of our Duresh. So get ready. Here we go. I love you guys. Bye.
All right, I'm back. Um, I'm going to do part A tonight, which is the introduction. Rescue in the sequel, section A, Once Upon a Time, theaters had special movies for Saturday. There was usually a feature film followed by one episode of a serial movie. Each segment was designed to leave the hero or heroine in a possible situation. The intention intended goal being that the viewer would return the following week to see the resolution of the the cliffhanger back before world war ii and world war one i went with my visiting uncle to see a feature film that was followed by a serial movie about dick tracy as the episode ended tracy was in a driving bell and the air Holes was cut by the villain. There was no way Tracy could survive, but uh, my uncle's visit came to an end, and I never saw the sequel. I never found out how the famous Dick Tracy was rescued. Moshe led an Israelites into a similar cliffhanger situation in Exodus 14. Through the freedom of the bondage, they found themselves trapped between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. The Israelites seemed doomed, except for the fact that Yahuwah, or God, was with them. Though I did not know what happened to Dick Tracy, I do know what happened to Israel. Today's lesson about a song is that regards teaches us important things each some 35 centuries later. So that is our first lesson for this evening. That's an introduction. I'll do part B tomorrow. It's a little longer before we go into the song sequel. Now, um, I got some news. I read about my stance on the vaccine nearly two weeks ago. Right now, they're arguing the vaccine. This is from Newsmax. This is what's coming down. Biden wants to enforce vaccines in big spending deal. It's not going to work. It's going to cause problems, but I want you to hear it nevertheless. Let's welcome now host of the Rubin Report, Dave Rubin, author of the new book, Don't Burn This Country. And uh, Dave, you don't have to burn it down. It might just burn down by itself with the way things are going. At least nobody was saying the F word at the congressional baseball game last night, I guess. Well, we only had a small amount of video there, so I suspect some F-bombs might have been thrown thrown Joe Biden's way. Look, as far as the government shutdown, at this point, If you are an American in 2021, after two years of COVID and lockdowns and mandates and now putting healthcare workers out of jobs if they don't want to get vaccinated and everything else, if your conclusion is that the government should have more big programs, that the government should have more power over your life, well, then I would like to sell you a bridge to nowhere. This is completely ridiculous. If the government shuts down, that's fine with me. I, I don't think they need to come back. What, what are these people doing for us other than taking our money, putting out these ridiculous programs? And yeah, if Bernie's not happy, let Bernie walk. We should be giving more money to people. We should be not giving more money to people. We should be allowing people to keep their money in the first place. And the idea that they're just going to keep coming and taking, it's like, thank God for cinema and mansion. It doesn't even matter 
what's in the package. Right, it does. The idea that we have the money in the first place, we don't have it, which is why they keep telling us it's zero while they're all flashing their white power. Right? <laughs> when we do it, it's white power. When they do it, it's zero. Right? right? Biden did it yesterday, and Pelosi did it, and everything yeah. else. But they keep, they're literally telling us that a, a bill of $3.5 trillion is zero. And it's like, yeah, you know, if you kept telling people that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then suddenly 3.5 does equal zero, I suppose. That is the new, actually, um, that's the new critical race theory math, I'm being told. Yeah, 2 exactly. plus 2 equals 5. Exactly. Well, uh, what they're saying, because what they're saying is that $3.5 trillion, if you just tax rich people yeah, and corporations enough, it won't add to the deficit, but that doesn't make it zero. You're still stealing and taking money from those who produce to pay for your pet projects. And again, I just can't imagine being in the shoes of somebody who would be sitting here in America today saying, yes, we just have to give them more money, thus they can fix things. It's all theater, that man watching, uh, wearing a mask right yes. there. It's theater. Is that even the real Oval Office? We always have to ask these questions now based on what we saw. We'll talk about that in a second, though. But you talked about the power structure here and, you know, this desire to always have one more way to kind of stick it to you. You know, if you read the fine print of the bill, a lot of folks have done this, thankfully. Uh, on page 168, there is a plan to charge or fine businesses $700,000 if they have employees who don't follow through with a vaccine mandate. We don't even know if these vaccine mandates from the federal government are legal yet, and they're folding this stuff into this $3.5 trillion bill. I mean, it's ridiculous. John, America is under assault from our elites and Democratic politicians. It's that simple. And maybe Republicans are involved in it, too, at this point. But I would say it, it's mostly generated by the far left elite, the, the, the media. It's fueled by big tech. What right would I have? I own a production company. I employ uh, several full-timers, several part-timers. What right would I have as an employer of these people to say to them, you must be injected by something, otherwise I'm going to fire you. I don't own these people. I thought we were against slavery. I believe that they can make the correct medical decisions for themselves, hopefully in conjunction with their doctors and their family and take into consideration their own health and whatever else is going on with them. But the idea that they're pushing this in a $3.5 trillion spending deal, it's like, no, let people go back to work unleash the economy but that's not what they want they want us all to be dependent on the state i mean it's really true it sounds alarmist and crazy at some level but you know it was first democratic socialism then they kind of admitted they're socialists and we're really ramping it up to like full communism right now and that's what it seems like pedal to the metal and you know the other thing too and i i, I tell folks don't get bogged down in trillion dollars here three and a half trillion dollars there deadly what we've learned this week is that the only thing unifying democrats was the money in this bill that was promised as handouts as favors as bribes if you will that was what that's the democratic party for you they have no clear objective other than power perhaps the money the special projects that was the unity that's all that's the only thing that holds these folks together john that's that's a great point and that's something that i think people on our side let's say have to really drive home these people have no ideas that are uh, congruent with human flourishing, with the idea that you are put on this earth and you can figure out what to do and you can hopefully build a business and find someone you love and create a family and own property and hand it down to your children and build something that will be sustainable and generational and, and truly what the human experience is all about. All they've got 
is give us more money, give us more power, and we'll lock you in the basement and put a mask on you and tell you what you can eat. And by the way, soon it'll be bugs. Bugs. I hear bugs are, are big in some parts of the world. The new protein. Sriracha, they're not terrible, but you know. I had some bugs in Mexico one time. We won't talk about that right now, but I want to talk about the NBA, you know, because it was interesting. Everyone kind of, you know, who's in tune knows why the NBA did not put a mandatory uh, vaccine mandate in like other leagues have um, because of, you know, what we know, Dave, the, the evidence bears us out. The black community, they're not on board with these vaccine mandates either, even though the media has tried to portray white Americans, Trump supporters as the ones holding things up. But Jonathan Isaac, is a hero to a lot of folks because he just really put it out there, spoke about vaccines, why he's not getting one, why other folks should if they feel comfortable with it. I want to focus on this because this is how this conversation should go and should have been going. Here he is. I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if you, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it, but with me having COVID in the past and to having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness physical fitness level. Um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac said it better than I think a lot of us who've been trying to say the same thing. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. The evidence shows there are benefits to getting vaccinated. But if you don't want to get vaccinated and you're like this guy, physically fit in the right age group, doesn't have pre-existing conditions, had has, has COVID already or had it uh, before and has the antibodies, you know, he should be the spokesperson for COVID. He's a lot more effective communicator than a lot of these public health officials. Well, John, it's not only everything he said there that you just uh, repeated, but it's that listen to the tone. Listen to the tone. He's not trying to control people. Right. He's saying, I'm allowed to ask questions. This is what I've been through. I, I am of this age and this health. You should do what's best for you. It's the most calm, rational way of discussing any of this. You know, we played this clip yesterday on my show, and I juxtaposed it with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who, of course, was a basketball player, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And he basically was saying that every NBA player must uh, get vaccinated. And in essence, he was saying, otherwise, they're evil. That, that's basically yeah, that, that's what the, That's said. their argument. By the way. By the way, John, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, during the riots, the race riots that we were having all last summer, uh, he was all for people being out there and rioting because, you know, that was for social justice. So in that case, you can be outside coughing all over each other, you know, sweating all over each other, patting each other on the back. But when you have the elite athletes of the world, the people who are truly in the best condition, who are the youngest, who, as Isaac said, uh, has already had COVID, has immunities. Now he's a bad guy. Yeah. And this is just such a perfect example of why our dialogue in this country is so screwed up. What happened to personal choice? What happened to individual rights, your own capacity to make decisions for yourself? That's the stuff I want to get back to. But we are fighting something that is just, as you said before, it's escalating. It's getting worse. And maybe there's a little silver lining. I've known it's been a little dark this morning. Maybe the silver lining is it's it's escalating and getting crazier because it's running out of room it's running out of air it's so hysterical maybe I don't maybe know. the darkest point is right before the dawn uh and i will say this about kareem abdul jabbar he has never been the same ever since he left basketball to become a pilot you know <laughs> it, you, you get that joke i don't know how many people will but that uh, he had the fish he had the fish if i'm not mistaken yes uh real quickly too another thing i wanted to ask you about why is joe biden so hairy and why do we have to see this 
Dave. Um, I, you know, you I, I saw the. Do you have some pictures for us? No, we're not going to. Oh, we're out. Okay, we're not going to show the oh. pictures. I, we're, we're trying to work around this. You know, a lot of folks were watching this. They were tweeting me on the air. No, get the close-up shot. We want to make sure he's getting the vaccine. We don't. And I, I was like, you don't want to see the close-up shot. Nobody needs to see the close-up shot. Listen, if you want to see the close-up shot, I would just recommend watching 1985 Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. And the first time he turns into the wolf, that's that's Joe Biden's arm. Is that a side effect of the COVID vaccine? I don't know, but I think we just handed Media Matters their clip of Newsmax and Dave Rubin and John Bachman today as they will put this out and say we're spreading this yes. information that Head- the vaccine can turn you into a werewolf. Headline, Newsmax anchor says COVID vaccine causes werewolf syndrome which we didn't actually say it's just a joke of course team wolf great movie too by the way great great flick dave indeed great to see you as always all right so there you go that was newsmax on the vaccine they're not covering the whole issue of the vaccine but they're covering most of it and i find it very interesting so i'm gonna cut off there this evening i've got something i gotta do a little funeral to go to today um, and i'll be back in a little bit we'll do some more recording i love you guys and bye <laughs>